Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab for Women in Business. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shukuzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together in the Liberation Lab, we explore what it actually takes to create fulfillment, success, and freedom. Today, we are talking about the importance of stabilizing your business, and in this case, by stripping our businesses back and simplifying it. In my experience, too many women are trying to grow or scale an unstable business. Ultimately, this doesn't work. So either they don't end up growing their business or their business falls like a house of cards. We talk about what it looks like and feels like to have a stable business. And interestingly enough, our talk leads into some great conversation around not just business, but learning to align our business with our essential self. This is a great episode. If you're enjoying the show, we'd be so happy to have you review us on iTunes. You can also head over to theliberationlab.com to subscribe and access some amazing resources to help you feel more liberation. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my dear friend and a beautiful co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, Sonia. How are you since you got back down under <laughs> from the States? I'm good. I'm grounding. I really didn't feel any jet lag this time, so that's fantastic. And I'm excited to dive into our topic today. Yay. I know. It's so good. I really look forward to these weekly chats because it helps me get my head around some of these really big topics that I sometimes spend too long in my own head about. So <laughs> excited. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think they're such good topics because they're not things that everyone's talking about. And they're and we're dissecting really interesting and complicated topics that aren't black and white. And today's another one of those. I really wanted to talk about, you know, this idea of sometimes we need to strip back our businesses to stabilize. Because I think a lot of people have very unstable businesses and yet they're trying to scale and grow it from that unstableness, which is really, you know, not going to be sustainable. It's not going to, you're not going to do well in the long game as we've talked about before. So I think, yeah, this is just an interesting topic I kind of want to explore and talk about to help people really look at, you know, is it time for them to strip back their business so that it's more stabilized? Absolutely. I think that it's a common misperception or maybe just a knee-jerk response. Some entrepreneurs will start to try to di diversify their business or maybe add another revenue stream when they're struggling with something in their business. But the challenge of that, like you said, is scaling something that's not really stable. So I think that sometimes it feels counterproductive to entrepreneurs to scale back when there's so much encouragement to go bigger, take the leap, take more risks, try this, think outside of the box. But I like that we're going to dive into the conversation today of what if you sort of get really clear about the box and even though you may be slightly outside of it, where is that box in relationship to where your business, like what's the structure that you're really operating in and um, get, yeah, just get a lot more clear about your foundation. Yeah. And it's interesting because I mean, even people, I, I've rarely met business owners who don't need to strip back in some ways and stabilize. Like even people who 
perceive themselves as stabilized, a lot of times they really aren't. There's, they still have too many, um, what do they say? Too many irons in the fire, too many things going on. They're diversified yeah. in too many ways. There's, and their energy is moving in too many directions. And they, it's just not, they're not going to be able to sustain themselves for the long term. You know, it's kind of like we talked about in the last episode or a couple episodes ago, managing your energy. Like it's really about, you know, creating a business that's sustainable, that you can keep going, you know, on forever, not this up and down of like, I am super crazy, 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 and then I crash and burn out. And then I'm super, super crazy, 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 and then I crash and burn out. And some of that is making sure that your business is actually stabilized, not just you, but also your business. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess what I'm thinking is how do we know, how do we realize, you know, because when we're in our business, so... Um, deeply, we sometimes can't see that we're doing this to ourselves. We can't see that we have kind of extended beyond what's manageable and we don't even know that we need to strip back. What have you found for yourself or for other people that you're working with? Like, how do we become, it's my question for myself. Like, how can I really notice that this hap- that this is happening and what can I do about it? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, for me, it's a feel, right? So I can, you know, I can almost talk to someone for five minutes and get a feel for whether or not their business is stabilized. But how does someone do that for themselves? I think it, it is about, you know, a lot of times when I used to talk about, um, boundaries and, and whether or not you're sort of stepping out of your circle of power, you know, it's like this feeling, you know, the feeling when you're really grounded, right? You're standing on both feet. You feel really stabilized. Like there's, this feeling of being grounded and stable and and in a way calm and and yeah there's there's a feeling of that and then when you're unstable like even in your body like when you when your balance is off when you um, are falling over there's this you know overstretching or you know the it doesn't feel stable right you don't feel grounded you don't feel stabilized well I think it's about feeling you know how does your business feel I mean really you know does it feel like it's mm-hmm. super solid you're standing you know it's grounded you know what you're doing you know who you're serving you know what you're focused on and there's that you know amazing thing of like yes this is what I'm doing or is it kind of like I'm all over the place I don't always know what I'm doing I'm over here and there I'm trying to serve too many people I've got too many offers I don't know where my attention should be because there's just too many things I have to be doing on a daily basis see that to me is unstabilized Hmm. yeah that's a really good point and I think, though, in a culture in which we've become sort of um, sort of addicted to the feeling of overwhelm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that we use our overextendedness, we, we sort of sit in that discomfort as the norm and try to cope with it by becoming even busier or extended. You know, I think people feel uncomfortable in that state that you're talking about. They can feel themselves start to get out of balance. But then rather than coming back in and grounding and finding your center, I mean, this is something I experienced in yoga class and the teachers I've noticed often have to remind students to come back in because the student wants to go past what's actually possible because they're feeling themselves feel a little wobbly. They try to actually take it to the next 
step up, the next advancement. And the teacher's like, whoa, like, let's pull it back down. If you feel yourself, you feel your body starting to get out of balance, then let's bring it back in first, really stabilize. But that's an interesting thing because I noticed so many people not comfortable with coming back in. They have this wanting to push themselves a little bit further and in hopes that by pushing themselves to that next step, they're going to stabilize there. And it's interesting as I'm thinking about that, that's what I see people do in their business and in life in general because that discomfort that you start to feel I notice it in psychotherapy and emotional navigation as well. It's like this is uncomfortable and I could return to myself, get more clear, more grounded, more embodied, or I could go a little bit bigger in hopes that maybe I'll distract myself or get to a different state and sort of bypass <laughs> this mm. state and get into something bigger and better. Mm. Does that resonate? Do you think that? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think, you know, you kind of have to, there's, there's so sort of a lot of things going on that we're talking about, right? So there's like those people who are trying to avoid whatever they don't want to deal with in their life. And therefore they use yeah. busyness as that way of avoidance, like an addiction, you know, they use it to avoid the feelings. And then you've got yeah. the fact that I think the, the world's ideas of what is successful or what is good or where we should be moving is always about pushing, right? Like the, the whole world is about growing and like how often do you, hear people talk about stabilizing or being grounded, right? Oftentimes if it's talked about, mm-hmm. it's talked about in this very kind of negative, boring way. Like, yes, you should focus on <laughs> security. You should focus on having money in the bank. And like, there's this very sort of like boring kind of mentality of, of stabilizing. And there's not a lot talked about around, you know, a value system around how important it is to be grounded, that if you're not grounded like a tree or like, you know, that you, you won't be able to grow tall because you'll fall over. You know, it's like a house of cards. How many people are living in a house of cards? Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Yeah, we sort of have in in the opposite of glorifying the grind, we're sort of de-glorifying the groundedness, stability, that it's like everything is, that's the opposite of what is celebrated. Yeah. Yet, yet it's so, so important, which is why you and I even wanted to talk about it um, today. Because what if we were to talk about this more as a really important place to be and an instrumental place to be in order to grow? And I think this actually comes back to what we love about applying the feminine to business and to leadership is that this is a trait that the feminine is a little bit more comfortable with. I would say the feminine can go really um, like just in, I know we talk about, I love to turn everything into a birth analogy. Sorry, listeners. That's just what I'm going to do. Okay. (laughs) It's just like, there it is. It's like, you have to be really patient to bring something to life, to birth a baby, to go through the transition period. And often, you know, even the midwife will remind you when you're starting to get a little bit excited and anticipate, oh, I'm going into this next stage of birth, like to return to the breath and to return to your body and to get connected and to really trust the process. So there's something about even the divine feminine. I believe that we have this ability and this knowledge in our, in our deep cellular levels to be able to return. There's something really strong in the ability to return to the center in a way that then creates the trajectory 
for a beautiful burst of energy and life force. Yes, agreed. And I think, you know, I think it's challenging because, you know, this is what we talk about a lot. Business is not very feminine friendly in general. And I think, I think all people need to be grounded before they grow, but I think especially women, because the more grounded we are in our wisdom, the more grounded we are in our internal light, the more grounded we are in, in who we are, the stronger we are and the better that growth. But I think that's not really celebrated or talked about in business. It's always push, 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 more sales, you know, more income, push, 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 push. And I do think we need more income, but we need it the right way. And I, and I think that's the piece we have to start to look at is, is how do we, we need to value again the groundedness. We need to value again the stableness because from there we can have so much more impact. Yeah. Yes, I'm thinking about how this is really interesting. I was just reading an article about the feminine or just women being, you know, not being able to see ourselves in business because it wasn't created like the patriarchal lens was not created with the woman's needs in mind. So therefore, it wasn't created with our the way that we create in mind. Mm. And so many times we're getting caught up in what we see as success, but it's defined through a lens that is um, like, uh, oh, it's the wonderful feminist Andre Lorde. She calls it um, the mythical norm, the mythical, mm. like there's this mythical norm and it's not based on the reality of 50% of the population is women. And we have a different experience that we don't, get to see lead in the world of business. It has been defined through that male lens, the male gaze. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. It absolutely has. And so I think, you know, we, we've got to talk about it in terms of that. So I think, you know, number one, we have to learn to value that groundedness, to recognize the importance of it, to honor it, right? I think that's the, that's sort of the first step. Cause if we don't even value it, we're not going to put any goals toward it. We're not going to put effort in. We're not going to invest in doing it because if all of our attention is still on the value of um, making more money or, uh, getting more clients or getting busier, or getting bigger, you know, whatever that is, that whole sort of realm. If our attention's all on that and we think that's, it's just about doing more, then we, we fail and we miss this amazing, important piece of, you know, grounding and stabilizing. And I talk a lot about sequence, right? So in my business and with women I work with, I talk a lot about sequence. You know, it matters how things come in, what order. Like, you know, you you wouldn't um, try to reap a harvest that you haven't even planted yet. So then it becomes really important that you know, each step of the sequence is aligned and works. And part of that is stabilizing. So you have this very grounded foundation before you start to grow anything from it. Mm-hmm. What would be an example that, can you think of an example in your own business or something you've seen where, so that our listeners can get a sense mm-hmm. of when that happens? Like, Something that happens in your business that somewhat is 
an example of you going a little or just that, uh, that something needs to be stripped back. Yeah. I was trying to think of my own, but yeah, look, and what the, like, cause this is like the program that I run, the women in my arena, in the arena program, it's primarily about stripping businesses back to these basics, right? So that is like the primary work I do. And so when you look at it, most people have, as an example, too many target markets are too broad a target market, too many offers. So they have too many services, too many offers, too many packages. You know, they have all these mm, things they're mm-hmm. trying to, to sell basically. They are doing way too much marketing. Like they're in all of the social media trying to do it and they're not doing well at any of it. They're doing, you know, kind of what I talk about is hope marketing. Like they're just throwing seeds out and and hoping that something lands and hoping that something grows and there's not really a lot of strategy. And so what happens is in marketing in general, like this is what I find. When you are super clear and focused in your target market, your offer, and your sales process, actually, you don't need a lot of marketing. And you don't even need social media most of the time, right? Because you're going to just, as you run into people, as you're out there talking to people, everybody you connect with, you're able to really effortlessly sell what you're offering because it's so clear and it's so grounded and you're so grounded in it. And so, you know, eventually when you start scaling, you're going to need more marketing. But at the beginning, I mean, people can make a lot of money without any marketing because they're just so clear about what it is they're offering and they're so clear about their target market. And and that's about having one really, really clear focus. Does that answer your question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what I was wondering. Like, what are the symptoms that you see sort of, so to speak? And, and I, and, and even just if I put myself in the position of consumer, I have felt that recently with the overwhelm of, I don't know, just over data info overwhelm, like through social media that the people that have kind of, that are all over the place and then, but then they're offering many different things. It just confuses me, you know, but when you see the person who's just like consistently on their message on purpose in, in different places, maybe, but not all of them. And, but it's very, it's very specific and it's kind of consistently the same. Every time you see them, like they're still, that's what they're about. Oh wow. They haven't changed, you know, like maybe they've evolved, but as far as it wasn't this last week and now it's this, this week, it's a consistency and that I find refreshing. So I think that's important too for us to think, what are we, what are we wanting as consumers right now? Because we all are, not only are we offering something, but we're consuming things. So using that as a guide if you're feeling overwhelmed, then probably your clients or potential clients are looking for that refreshing message from you. Like, who are you and what is it that you're providing? Because like we've talked about before, staying in your own lane and you're not, you don't need to be all things to all people. You have a gift that you're here delivering into the world. And it's just about finding those people, being that bright light to those people, yep. not to everybody on the planet. Yep. And yeah. and what have you Yeah, totally. And what happens is when you're super focused, I mean, it's such a relief. Like you have so much more time and energy because like, and I find that, you know, with myself, I have one program, that's it. My one program, people are a good fit for it. They're not a good fit for it. I tell people about it. They're like, wow, you only have one program. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. Like, this is what I do. This is my genius. This is the thing I help. I get amazing results with it. I don't need another program. And so what happens is, is that not only do people be like, they totally solidify in their mind that Sonia is the person that does this one thing. 
right? I'm able to create so many partners because those partners don't just think of me as a coach that does many things. They think, oh, Sonia is the person that meets these things, works with these people, does this thing, and they solidify it and they spread my name all over. So it's this, and this is the same thing I do with my clients. And people are really scared of it, right? Like this is part of the thing you were talking about. There's a lot of fear around stripping back. There's a lot of fear around um, going to one thing. And, you know, I think that's really interesting as well. Like a lot of people are scared to create a very narrow target market. They're afraid they're going to make less instead of more, but it's the opposite. You make so much more income and you have so much more impact when you have a very, very narrow focus in your target market. But there's like this fear of, of getting really focused or this fear of offering one service. You know, if, if I just offer one service, what about all these other people who might want what I have to offer? And, and there's just all this fear around simplifying. And I find that really interesting. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. I'm really liking this because I feel my body relax even just hearing you speak these words like, oh, we don't have to do all that other work. We can just get really clear. Yeah. It's like, yay. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's interesting. I've, I have felt more space, more spaciousness since, um, like last week I had kind of that aha, that wasn't quite what we're talking about right now. I hadn't had that um, drop in quite as clearly, but it was this idea of where I, I gave myself permission to pull back in order to reassess what my focus is going to be. Yes. And I, that was what I got clear on. It's like, I don't have to do all these things at once. I can get really clear about what I need to do now. And just actually pulling back, I've experienced sort of that sense of spaciousness that in that sort of, Einstein time that comes when you allow yourself to look at something as not a problem yes. <laughs> and you just kind of pull away from from your suffering around something that you thought was a problem you're like what if it's not a problem or like um it kind of reminds me of Byron Katie's radical inquiry like is that really true is it really true that you need to scale your business or you need to come up with one more this or that you know really asking yourself <coughs> what do I really what do I really need? Because sometimes I think kind of going back to what I was saying earlier is that you can get caught up in the craziness of whatever is happening and you don't get clear. So I hear what you're saying is noticing that feeling in your body, noticing in your business, things are getting a little chaotic. It's okay to not just charge forward to try to charge through the chaos. It's actually, we're much more, uh, we're much better served by stepping back and realizing, okay, maybe there's something that is important to strip back here. Mm. Like if there's nothing wrong with actually going, it's, it's not going backwards. It's going more, it's simplifying. Yes. It's going to a, to a more simple structure possibly. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. And I mean, I want I like, just, just as a, like, I want to take you through a little journey, right? So this is like some of what my yeah. clients go through and just to feel it. Right. So Let's say a lot of us, and I've been here as well, right? So I know this feeling like in my body, in my bones. We've been there, both you and I together as well. You know, it's like, so you've got yeah. this business who is basically running you, right? 
you know, the business is running yes. you, it's chaos. You're trying to do all these things to, to make it work. You're out there trying to market yourself. You're beating the pavement. You're networking. You're talking to people. You're doing all this stuff. Like you, you're putting in 110%. You've got a massive to-do list, all of these things. You, you still aren't sure what's really working. Like sometimes you're getting results from what you're doing and sometimes you're not getting results. And it's like, you know, you're not sure if you're reaching the right target market. And it's like, you know, everything is kind of all over the place, right? It's, it's literally running us. Yeah. So then if you think about it, the way the process that I take my clients through is like, first of all, getting back to getting really clear. What's the life they want? What do they want to feel? What do, what do they want to create? Like, how do they want to serve and impact the world? Right. Because that's very important. And then it's about looking at, okay, how do we strip back your business to the essentials, right? Just the essentials. Mm. So one very clear and defined target market, one high-end package, right? So just one clearly amazing package that not only serves your income, but produces a lot of impact for your clients, one sales process, right? So that you know exactly how you're going to convert people into that beautiful package, you know, one clear yeah. message, that's it. Just one clear message. And it's something that you you do so well. It's like effortless, right? Because so many people are trying to do these messages, you know, because they're trying to be uh, like marketing gurus and they're trying to sort of produce marketing messages and they don't realize the best messaging you have is a very clear and specific message that is already your genius, right? It's effortless to put out those messages. Mm -hmm. And then you have one funnel, right? One funnel. And you just get to put more and more attention to that one funnel, not a billion funnels, not a billion products, not things all over the place, not 20 different, you know, outlets, social media, networking, everything else, one funnel. Like imagine the feeling of that, right? You know exactly what you offer. You know how to talk about it. You're super clear about who's a good fit and not a good fit. So everyone you talk to, like I find I've got like a sales process, right? So I have a call with people. I discover whether or not they're a good fit. If they're a good fit and they're interested, I tell them about my, my product. If they're not a good fit, I don't even tell them about my product. It's like this beautiful thing. I just help them get a little bit more clear. And then I say, look, I'm not the best person for you. So it's such a beautiful process, right? Yeah. But I find I go and uh, like meet someone having coffee or I meet someone at the hot springs or I meet, and almost right then and there, I have kind of like a sales call, right? I mean, it's not a sales call. It's really just a determining whether or not they're a good fit or maybe they're interested in my services and I get to tell them about it. And like, it becomes so effortless because I know exactly mm. who I serve. I know who I can help and who I can't. And I know what I'm doing. And I think that like the feeling of that is so grounded and so stabilized that you know who you're talking to. And it's a practice, right? It's a journey. Like none of my clients come off the bat in a couple of weeks and they're, they're like, woohoo, I'm done. Like I know exactly who I am and I'm solid. You know, it's a practice that the more you go through, the more solid you become, the more grounded you become in what you offer. And the truth is even in that foundational piece, that grounded piece, you can make a, like you know, 20, 30,000 a month. Like you can make a really good income in that very grounded space that you don't even have to scale yet. Now that yeah. feels really different, right? Yes. So different. It feels so refreshing and spacious, 
spacious. <laughs> and that's obviously one of my values. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. And I think, you know, then the next, you know, and so if we're talking about sequence, just so that I have a comparison for everybody, like that's the foundational piece, right? You're really grounded in what you're offering. And you could coast at that for a long time. You could coast that foundational level for a long time. But if you want to scale, you want to have more impact, well, then you're going to have another growth phase. But the growth is going to be so focused. Like you'll be busy for a while, right? Because you've got to stabilize in a growth area. You know, you've got to push a little bit and stabilize in another level, but the the direction of where you're going and what you're putting attention to is so focused because you have that foundational piece that even when it's a push, even when you're scaling, even when you're growing, it's so much more stabilized than what most people are doing now, which is they're just like doing everything and too much and nothing's effective. And, you know, they're all over the place and they're trying to rule every social media and it's just chaos. It's literally chaos. Yeah. And I think, you know, the piece is really being able to feel the spaciousness. And that's what stripping back to stabilize is really about. Like it's being able to strip back so that you feel the spaciousness and the groundedness. And that feels so good. And not enough people know what that feels like in their business. Oh yeah. I I think that's true. I think most entrepreneurs hit the pavement running when they launch something. I mean, maybe there's that beginning research and development and getting really excited and taking some time to get the foundation of your business idea. But then it's sort of the launch and then it's the momentum and everybody's moving and going and, and then, Oh, if this isn't selling and this isn't working, then let me add on this and then let me take this and let me change this. And, and there's just sort of this, um, the snowball effect, like rolling down the hill. And for some reason, we all can get really swept up in that momentum and forget the power of putting on the brakes for a little bit. And like you said, just pulling back and looking at what's essential here, what's mm. essential. And I, I honestly think that when people lose what's essential, they've often gotten away from their core values yeah. as well. Yes. You know? Absolutely. And that doesn't feel good because you've been caught up in a business doing something that in a way wasn't really what you set out to do. And you're being this person or providing a service or somehow like not really being what you thought you wanted to be. And you sometimes don't even realize that because you're so busy, you know, trying to keep up with what it is that has somewhat um, what the result is, like whatever this snowball at the bottom of that hill is this giant thing that's been created. And sometimes then everyone keeps up with that creation, trying to keep it going when maybe that was never, it's not really staying true. Yeah. To yeah. Your vision. Exactly. And I, and I think, you know, even it, I, like, I want to sort of do, you know, split a couple hairs as well, because which, you know, I always love doing, um, because, yeah. you know, what we're talking about is a very grounded reality, right? This is not that, um, sort of 
thing that people put out there about like have passive income and you can be free and like business is so easy to create and you can be making a million dollars in no time. Like that's not what we're talking about. Like I'm talking about a very grounded, very specific and strategic path, you know, that is about sequence. It's about doing it step by step. And also it's not, it's not easy. Like you know, there will be a lot of space, right? But the process of getting to that space, like the process of birth, right, is is a labor. And and not a labor because it's hard work in the world, but it's hard work in yourself, right? Most of my clients, the hard work mm-hmm. isn't that they've got to create all this or they've got to go market themselves or they've got to do all that because none of that's the hard work. The hard work is they've got to deal with their value. They've got to address their fear, They've got to be able to deal with the internal stuff that comes up. That is the labor. That is what is there. And on the other side of that, when you do it right, when it, when you have the right sequence, when you have the right business structures, on the other side of that is space. Yeah. Yes. It really is the more courageous path because it would be easy to get it is sometimes easy to get caught up in the distractions. We think it's hard, like, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so exhausted. But in a way, it's like choosing to be chasing the shiny object syndrome. Again, that goes back to just, it's distraction. And it really is easier to stay distracted, even though the story we tell ourselves is that we're so busy and we're working so hard. It's really like avoidance, we're staying in avoidance. And to be able to look at the path less traveled, which is the one back to the essential self is challenging. And it's, it takes, um, it takes that perseverance and that belief in self and trust in the process. All those things that we, we've talked about in different parts of this podcast already. It's like, it requires all of those beautiful parts of being an entrepreneur, the parts that really push us into knowing ourselves better requires that. And I will be the first to admit that I'm challenged by that when there's this shiny object that everybody else is playing with. And then I have the fear of missing out. Oh my God, I'm stripping myself back to this essential self. But is that really actually okay? Because look at all of that that's out there that they're doing and everybody wants that. And you can get caught up really quickly in that reality if you're not grounded in your true self. Yes. And we're all going to be susceptible to that. But the the little trick, I think what we're trying to talk about right here is like, how do you start noticing when that's happening, happening, have compassion, Uh oh, I'm chasing the shiny object again, I'm afraid of missing out, I'm afraid of something here, and I'm distracting myself. And how do we notice that with kindness, and then come back to knowing that it's really, really important for us to return to this essential way of being in our business. And I actually love that we're saying, talking about this right now, because you'll notice I use the word essential self because in, um, internal family systems, which is a wonderful, um, modality developed by Robert Schwartz. And I use it with my clients. It's the, that is the goal is really connecting to our essential self. And then a lot of these different parts that we develop, these different types of, um, aspects we show the world and we show ourselves and their managers and their protectors. And it's all just because we are trying to be in the world in a way that we think the world needs us to be. But Mm -hmm. we start to really hurt ourselves. Like we start to cut off parts 
of ourselves and we don't have that core essential self beaming its light into the world when we do that. And it's all about how do you return to that essentialness and to that self that knows beyond the wisdom that we've learned in whatever years we've been on this earth. It's the divine self, the self that knows all of the things that you need, that you, that you know, that you don't know. Right. I love, so I'm just like really excited right now because I'm tying it all into, um, to how that essential self and essential core of your business has the same beautiful healing transformative effect when we do it in either places in our psyche or in our business. And it's, well, yeah. And it, it actually has to be both. I mean, that, that's the thing is a lot of clients, when they come into my process, they don't recognize that we are going to go back to their essential self, right? (laughs) They think I'm just going to help them strip back their business, but no, you can't, you cannot (laughs) forget both. Like if your business is not aligned with your essential self, it doesn't work. You know, and that's a whole sort of podcast episode we haven't dove into yet, but I think that would be a really interesting one as well because, you know, that's something that both you and I fully understand is that if you, if your business is not aligned with your essential self, you're going to have a lot of challenges. Yes. Yes. And I love that we come at this from different angles. Like I was just thinking, yeah, your clients come in. Yes, Lonnie, you're going to help me with this business coaching and you're going to help me with my message and marketing. And, and you're like, ha ha, we're going to also dive into the psychology of self. <laughs> and then with me, they're like, I'm going to dive into psychology. And then I'm like, wait a minute, how's this being reflected in your business and what's yeah. happening in your, <laughs> in your growth as an entrepreneur and as a founder right. and a leader? And they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. So we come at it from these different places. But the reason why you and I have such alignment in our work um, in the world is because we do both believe that these two things, the way we know ourselves, is how we manifest in the world, the creations that we have, which could be our families, our children, our businesses, our um, expressions of creativity in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's so essential, you know, I mean, like, and that's the thing, that's one of the things that I feel is part of my leadership message. And I know it's part of yours as well. Like there has to be that alignment. It is both self-development and business development. You cannot separate them. If you try to develop your business and you forget that self-development, your business is going to become this beast and this monster that you're completely misaligned with. If you just try to do the self-development and don't work on the structures in your business, well, then your business won't align with yourself. So there's this, this whole piece that it really requires both. And that's one of the reasons why I think this podcast is a really good message with both you and I on it and both of our perspectives, because you're really coming from the psychology end and I'm coming from the business end, but we both meet in the middle. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have actually joked with my accountant just on a little note of the, um, the personal development is that you know, um, this exp- this expense here on this um, investment that I made in my business that didn't quite work out. Can't we just put that in a column? It's like personal development. Yeah, <laughs> I just learned a hell of a lot from that interesting endeavor. Can we like take that experiment and put it in this column? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's just right. Shouldn't yeah. be allowed. I mean, tax purposes. Or totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like so much of what we're experimenting with in our business, it's pushing the envelope on ourself and evol- evolving our own consciousness around what we believe to be true about ourselves and about the world around us. 
And, and I love like, I love the idea of this conversation coming around to that point of this is a gift to yourself. Yeah. It's not just about improving your business. No. This is giving yourself clarity, returning to your grounded foundation, stripping away things feels good. Yep. And it gives you more space to think about how you want to move forward from that point. It doesn't have to be this caught up momentum in which you just never stop until you've crashed to the bottom of a hill and then you're not sure which way is up or down. Yeah. It's really about having this journey throughout where you can pull back and reassess and realign. Yeah, definitely. And I think yeah. one of the one of the things you know around stripping back. So like two points I really want to make as as well. One is yeah. that you know stripping back is also about getting rid of everything that's misaligned, getting rid of everything that's not working in your business, getting rid of, you know, everything that's not effective. So that's one thing about stripping back, you know, that I just sort of want to mention. And, and I think, you know, that is very true in our lives as well, right? Is that we, we need to strip back the things in our lives that are no longer in alignment, that no longer work. And too often we stick and get stuck in both our business and our life in places that are misaligned because we're afraid to let them go. And that was the other thing I wanted to mention is that, you know, part of what I see is that strip, like, for instance, I won't take on a client that isn't willing to strip back, right? So if they are really determined to keep, for instance, two target markets, I won't take them on as a client because to begin with, they need one. And if they're not willing to go there, then there's something that's operating that I can't work with. And I think, a lot of people have fear around stripping back. And one of the reasons is because then they have to face themselves. When their business becomes simple, yeah. when their business becomes easier, then they have to face themselves and what's there, what they haven't been wanting to feel, what they haven't been wanting to look at, what they haven't been wanting to admit. And I think that is one of the things that hold that, you know, holds a lot of women back from, you know, really taking their business to the level that it could be because you can't scale a business that isn't grounded, not really. And so I think, you know, but a lot of people are scared to go back to that place because then they have to look at themselves and then they have to face whatever it is that they've been avoiding. And I think busyness yes. and scatteredness and, you know, the, you know, what, what, do you, what it was, what's the word you use? Praising the ground or um, celebrating the yeah, grind, glorifying the grind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all of that is really a process that takes us away from facing ourselves and it distracts us from having to deal what we're uncomfortable with, whatever that is. I mean, sometimes that's just, you know, ourselves and our misalignment. Sometimes that's our fear and anxiety that we haven't dealt with from old traumas. And you would know a lot about that. Sometimes it's, you know, that we have a, not a great marriage and we're not willing to face and deal with it. Sometimes it's that, you know, there's a lot of things going on in our lives that's misaligned. Um, and I think, you know, we're afraid sort of to strip back to that place where we, there's not an, any, there's not any more distraction, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Strip it back to no distraction. <laughs> and I mean, doesn't that sound amazing? Like, isn't that yeah. why we go on retreats? Isn't yeah. that why we need time away from things like to strip it back? So yeah. why don't we give this to our businesses? Yeah. Um, why don't we give ourselves permission to do this? I'm so glad that that you did bring up this particular topic because I, I do agree that it's not talked about enough because by talking about it, 
we can hopefully give ourselves more permission and those that are listening more permission that this is a good thing. This is not regression. This is progression to be able to actually pause and strip things back and and bring it back into alignment with where you want to be in your life. And most likely from there, your business is going to take a direction that's sustainable. That's really what you had envisioned for it. Instead of letting it be a wild ride that you just somehow become, (laughs) you know, sort of capsized by it hijacked by your own business yeah which is what most people are dealing with you know most people have been hijacked by their business I've been hijacked by my businesses before as well and and it's you know this is an ongoing practice right because like I stripped my business back you know a little while ago to the back to the essentials back to who I really want to serve back to one program like I did the same process with myself and then you know as like I'm really in a scaling and growth period so it's a little bit of a different arena, a little bit of a different place. But the thing is, is that I still have to remind myself to stay with the essentials. I still have to remind myself not to get distracted by people who are doing other things. Like where I have asked myself constantly, where are my essentials? And sometimes I still get caught up in the business, right? And then I have to stop and look at myself and be like, okay, so why am I in the business again? Like I don't really have to be. Yeah. So, so what is it that's creating that? And, and there's all these parts of ourselves, you know, maybe it's a part of myself that still feels like if I'm not busy, I'm not being valuable, right? I'm not being valuable to the world if I'm not completely stretched out and serving everyone to the best of my ability. I mean, you know, these are the kind of sort of blind spots that we don't see. And I need people who help me see them for myself. And this is what I help my clients see as well, because there's blind spots. We don't understand that we're getting in our own way. We don't understand because it's so unconscious and part of our makeup that we're operating it, but we can't see it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's mm. good stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And look, I mean, I think the piece, I mean, it would be great to hear sort of what you took from this episode, you know, as far as the gem or the nugget. And I think, you know, for me, what I think is really important is just to become aware of where, you know, where your business is right now, where you are right now. Like, is it stabilized and grounded or is it, you know, is it, is it chaotic? Is it time to strip it back? And, and to also not be afraid of it. Like stripping back is the freedom. See, this is what so many people have attached freedom to more income, more money, more clients. But really freedom is stripping back. <laughs> and we need to, yeah. we need to start to, to recognize that and sort of shift our mindset around that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's very similar that my takeaway is really about reframing this as a positive, just remembering to continue to reframe it as a positive step in my business, not a regression, but a step forward into more clarity. And I think that it was this extra little piece of information I needed right now as I seek clarity, because I see myself with a lot of irons in the fire. And I'm really passionate about a lot of those. And I'm, I gave myself some time to just pull back and get clear. It's like, okay, how are all of these operating and how do I want to move forward with my energy? And even our episode on energy flow has helped me because I realized, okay, exhaustion 
is a sign that I'm overextended and that it's time to pull back and it's time to strip away and, and get more clear. So it's kind of interesting to even think back when our with our podcast, it's really even unconsciously laying down some things for me. I think when we're t- talking, I'm not always conscious of the way the place it's leading me. Mm. So I may have some information next time or in two weeks from now on how this is really going to is transpiring in my life and in my business. But yeah, that's my takeaway is that absolutely not to be afraid Mm -hmm. of this showing up in my business, the need to strip away. It's not less. It's actually more. And it's aligned with my ideology. It's, it's a, I mean, I'm like, wait a minute, Laura, haven't you known this? But sometimes we don't see it, you know, completely in that way because our business is of of something. It feels like it's in the world and we're trying to keep up with something that the world is about. We have to bring it back to what we are about. Yeah. And I think, you know, just to sort of highlight again, you know, that when you strip back and you're focused on the essentials and you're really clear about what you're doing, you will make so much more income and you will have so much more impact. And, you know, I just think I want to just sort of leave it at that because I think it's a fallacy to think that the busier we are, the more impact we're making. Yes. An absolute fallacy. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. To get some great resources and listen to all of our episodes, visit theliberationlab.com. We want to help other women get the support they need to create more real success and freedom. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, emailed us, and reviewed our show. We are so appreciative of your support. See you next week.